Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be an overcomer. It's God's will and God's plan for our life. We've saved you a seat right here on the front. Would you get your Bible, get something to take notes on, and come on in here and in this faith environment and join us? And let's believe God today to get answers, real answers that apply to situations in our life. Uh, the Word of God reveals that the life of the believer is not just a, a, a mental uh, ascent to doctrine, but living walk. The just shall live by faith. And it's not just something you say, we believe this on Sunday morning. It's answers to everyday problems, everyday issues. It's how we overcome every obstacle. It's how we receive every blessing. It's how we receive, excuse me, resist every assault. So uh, there are real answers here today. Uh, join us in prayer right now and release faith even before you see it and hear it and feel it that you'll get answers today, answers that change your situation. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us uh, agree together concerning this, asking you for the anointing that teaches and quickens and heals and reveals, asking you for answers and direction and giving us eyes and ears and hearts that can see, hear, discern, and receive. And we purpose not to be hearers only, but to be those that put these things into practice we ask it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Go please in the textbook today to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and we want to continue on our study that we've been calling by faith. You'll see that phrase throughout the 11th chapter of Hebrews, by faith. It's repeated over and over and over again. And this is how we overcome, by faith. Hebrews 10 35 says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which is another word for faith as we'll see in a moment, which has great recompense of reward. Does it pay to have faith in God? Does it pay to have confidence in your God? Great reward, great recompense. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You know, everything doesn't happen overnight. Everything that you pray about and stand and believe for doesn't happen in a week or two. Uh, there are times you gotta, you got to stand and you got to keep after it and keep on it, keep expecting. But through uh, uh, once you've stood, uh, having need of patience, after you've done the will of God, you receive. Verse 37, for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. 
But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition or destruction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We we see here a contrast. Uh, Faith is active. Uh, Unbelief is passive. Faith advances. Unbelief retreats. Uh, And God doesn't take pleasure in it when we back off. When we back down, that displeases him. The Bible said, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold. Hallelujah. Well, that's not being passive, is it? You know, there is a, you got to watch about some of the phrases, even that are popular among church people, because they can be without merit and even contrary to scripture. One of them is this, just let go and let God. <laughs> You'll hear that phrase a lot. Of, well, what you just need to do is, is let go and let God. Well, if you're talking about let go of worry, let go of anxiety, and trust God, well, okay. But a lot of times people mean more than that. They mean you just need to uh, get out of God's way and, and stop doing anything and let God do it. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. If, if you say, I'm just going to let God do it, you can't leave up to him what he left up to you. And, and this is, we, we see this, this backing off, this saying, well, I'm, I'm just going to leave it all up to God. Well, you're going to do without. Things are not going to happen. Because faith lays hold. The just lives by faith. In uh, Chapter 11, let's continue. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Today's English version says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, or we could say expect, to be certain of the things we cannot see. Sure and certain. He says, uh, verse 2, for by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. In verse 6, he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, you don't often see the word impossible used in reference with God, (laughs) right? One other time we see, another time I should say we see, is that it is impossible for God to lie. Aren't you glad about that? That means we can absolutely trust what he says without exception, without wondering about it. But here's another one of those impossibles. Uh, It is impossible. Didn't say, uh, you know, uh, challenging or, no, it said impossible to please God without faith. So no amount of praying is going to please God unless it's faith involved. No amount of giving uh, or good works would please God unless there's faith involved. This is a very significant thing. It's not just going through the religious motions of something. If faith is not involved, it's not pleasing to God. And one of the reasons why it'd be pleasing to him, he's a father. He's a daddy. What pleases daddies, mothers, that their children uh, receive what they need. Right? That they're doing well and, and that they're successful and victorious. And without faith, 
we won't be victorious. First John talks about this, that this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our, our faith. So uh, without faith, it's impossible to please him for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You, you not only must believe that God exists and that God is all knowing and all powerful, which he would be if he's God, you got to go beyond that. The reason I say that is because there's a lot of church going people, they do believe God is real. They believe he exists. They believe he's all knowing and all powerful, but that's where they stop. They don't do the rest of this verse. And this verse said, you, in order to come to God, and we could, you know, that encompasses a lot of things, in order to come to God, know God, walk with God, receive from God, you must, everybody say must. must. I'm reading the verse here. You must believe, he mentioned two things. You must believe he is, and you got to believe something else. Right? What else you got to believe? This goes to his nature. This goes to his character and his will. And this, this is a most important subject relative to the body of Christ. You'll see people uh, get, get so bent out of shape about uh, people having something nice or having something expensive, especially a church or a preacher. Oh, people have a problem with that. Uh, but is God a rewarder or is he not? <laughs> if you seek him and follow him, will he do good things for you yes. or will he not? And what people don't realize is how, um, you know, hypocritical that kind of thing is. Because if God doesn't want his people, his church, his ministers to have anything nice, he didn't want anybody else to have anything nice, <laughs> including them. <laughs> right? Because God's no respecter of persons, and, and he doesn't change. But it's not true. God is not a God who takes pleasure in people barely getting along, scraping by. He is a God who rewards. He's a good God who, who blesses, and a God of abundance. I mean, he used to make his followers rich. You remember that? Abraham? <laughs> Made him very rich. Isaac, Jacob, David. Have you ever read about Solomon? Um, well, when did he change? When did God change and say, you know, I don't, I don't like this rich anymore. I, I want my people poor. I, I think I like that better. God doesn't change. He hasn't changed. People have mixed up goofy ideas that are not in line with the Word of God. And in order to... Uh, to come to God and fellowship with God and receive from God, you must come to believe He is a rewarder. Huh? How many in this class believe God is a rewarder? I mean, you draw near to Him, what's going to happen? He's going to draw near to you. You ask, what's going to happen? It'll be given. You seek, He'll cause you to find it. You knock, He'll cause it to be open to you. It's his will for you to be healed, forgiven, delivered, have peace, have plenty, right? Be protected, have success. Oh, sure, there'll be some challenges to that in this life, but it doesn't change his will. 
doesn't change who he is. And if we hold fast to him, we can overcome challenge after challenge. And the outcome will be the reward. Hallelujah. We'll experience a good reward. I'm so glad. I believe he's a good God. Right? Makes for such such a better life. (laughs) Uh, You must believe that he is and you must believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We see throughout this chapter examples of individuals who did just that. They believed uh, in God, in his reality, in his uh, power, and they also believed he was a good God. Abel believed that. Enoch believed that. Noah believed that. Uh, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses. And in our studies, we've made it all the way down in this chapter to verse uh, 30. So you can see we've covered quite a bit of ground already. And if you haven't been with us in class, uh, then go back to the archives. Uh, Go to the website. Won't cost you anything. There's no charge. And you can catch up with us. You you can take every verse with us and catch up. And and some of you class members that might have been here, do you recommend that they go back and and catch up? Well, they recommend that you go catch up. I do too. Um, Let's look in verse 30 today. We're down to this. And actually, we're going to take verse 30 and verse 31 together because they happened together. In verse 30, it says, by faith, do you see why we call the series by faith? Virtually almost every one of these verses, that's how it starts. By faith, let me just stop right there. How are you going to get your answer today? (laughs) How are you going to overcome? How are you going to receive? That's the answer to a thousand and one questions today. How, How in the world are we going to do that? By faith, by faith. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. After they were compassed about or encircled seven days. Uh, Verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Now, the reason I, I read these together is, like I said, they happened together. They happened at the same place and at the same time. And so uh, it was the Israelites' faith in obeying God that caused the barrier between them and what God had promised them to come down. Now, this is a similar situation to what we studied uh, uh, last week classes. We, we saw the splitting of the Red Sea. And what happened there is God had told his people that Canaan's land, he had picked it out for them. He had already given it to them. He told them to go possess it. Uh, But there was this barrier of the Red Sea in between them and it. And then here comes Pharaoh and all his host. And it seemed like there was an uncrossable barrier uh, between them and what they needed and what, what they wanted, what God had already given them. But miraculously, through them hearing God and obeying God, that barrier was parted (laughs) supernaturally. Now, how many can see? I mean, this this literally happened. If you you don't think it literally happened, then you're an unbeliever. 
You've chosen not to believe the Bible, and that's serious. Uh, <clears throat> like we said uh, last week, that first verse in this Bible, <laughs> anybody remember what it said? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you believe that, you'll have no trouble with the rest of the book. That's right? Because right? if he created the heavens and the earth, he could sure split the sea. Right? Or a river, or make the wall fall down, or any of that. If you don't believe that first verse, you are an unbeliever. And uh, if you don't believe that, then you wouldn't believe in the virgin birth. You wouldn't believe in a literal physical resurrection. And sadly, if that's your case, you are not saved. Now, I know people don't like that, but the Bible's either true or it's not. And people like to, you know, well, you know, there are many ways to God and there's a, not, not if you believe the Bible. If you believe the Bible, Jesus said he is the only way. Nobody comes to the Father except by him. He said, if you don't believe I am the one, you'll die in your sins. So I know people don't like that. They, they, they want to try to believe a, a bigger range and broader range of things, but it's either true or it's not. It's either real or it's not. No, if you're a believer, it means you've chosen to believe, right? How many believe in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? If he can do that, he can do these other things, right? You, you should have no problem with the rest of this. Well, I'm convinced. I, I've made up my mind uh, that I, I do believe these things. It said, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Like we said, just like the Red Sea, this is a barrier. This is, uh, and we're going to get into this, I believe, as, as the week goes on, that uh, these walls seemed impenetrable. They seemed unscalable. And uh, there's reasons why the Lord had this recorded for us. There will be times in our life where you'll come up to something and it'll seem like you can go no further. It, it will look that way. It will feel that way. Everything in the natural will say, you're done. You cannot go beyond this. You cannot get past this. You cannot get through this. Oh, but we've, we've got some good news that all things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. And we have examples of this over and over again. Why would the Lord tell us about this? Because when we come up against these things, he wants us to think. Red Sea, <laughs> right? The, the parting of the Jordan, he wants to think. The walls came down, right? And if he did that for them, he, he hasn't changed. He never changes. He's no respecter of persons. He's still doing it today. And he'll do it for me. He'll do it for you. There is no such thing with God as an unscalable wall. There is no such thing with him as an uncrossable sea. It can be done. And, and, and that's where your faith begins. When you, when you come up to these things and... and Hear me now, you will, not to say you might, you will. You go very far in life, especially endeavoring to follow God. You'll come up to something where everything says no. 
This is as far as you go. And before you can see or understand any way to get through it, you want to start talking faith. Right? You, you want to, even though you don't understand how it, could, how it could happen, you need to say it'll happen. You need to say, God's with me, and if he's with me, who can be against me? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He'll show me what to do. I'll know what to do. We are coming through. We're coming through this. We're going over this. You got to be fully persuaded that it's the will of God for you to get to the other side. That's where you, you heard that definition. Faith is being sure of what you expect. It's being certain of what you can't see, what you can't feel. And uh, you don't have to know how because you already know who. Is that right? <laughs> Say that out loud. I don't have to know how because I already know who. <laughs> you already know him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, go with me, if you would, back to the book of uh, Joshua. And let's begin to look at this. Joshua is where you'll find chapter after chapter describing what happened here. In the, um, the first chapter of Joshua, the Lord told him, Joshua 1-2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Now let's just stop right here. Every word God tells you does multiple things. God never just speaks to you conveying information only. Never. His words are creative. His words are enlightening. His words are empowering. And He speaks not just to communicate, but He speaks to affect and to change and to create. This is something we need a revelation of because uh, the scripture tells us that we're, we're made in the likeness and image of God. As such, we are spirits. He's a spirit. We're spirits. And we're, we're eternal beings as spirit. Your body, uh, if the Lord tears is coming long enough, your body will die, but that's not the end of you. You, the inner man and your spirit lives on. And when I say lives on, on and on and on and on. And one of the great things, we, we are not animals. I know that, you know, people that, that ascribe to evolution and all that kind of thing, which by the way is an unproven theory. I know it's taught for fact. Study it more carefully. It's an unproven theory. We didn't evolve from uh, animals or lower life forms. We were different. We're created in the likeness and image of God. And um, uh, we have the ability to choose our own words and we are speaking spirits. The Bible said as, as God's dear children, be imitators of God. 
be imitators of God. What, what does that mean? We'll, we'll act like he does. Follow in his, uh, uh, his example. Well, this is so true concerning uh, speaking. In fact, uh, turn with me. You can hold your place there in Joshua. But go to Ephesians. And notice this. Uh, Ephesians 4 and verse uh, 29. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Now that's a big phrase. Let how much? No. No what? Corrupt. What's corrupted? Well, corrupt has to do with Anything pertaining to death or decay, don't let any death words come out of your mouth, not any, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Now, this is more than communication, isn't it? Uh, I don't like the phrase that's, that's popular nowadays. People say, you know, I'm just saying I'm just saying, that's not funny. That's a bad phrase. What do you mean by that? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm just talking. It doesn't mean anything or whatever. No, according to the word, according to God, every word that comes out of our mouth is to matter. Hmm? Life and death is in the power of the tongue, the scripture says. Is that right? And according to this, we are to monitor what comes out of our mouth and not let anything come out that would minister death or corruption or decay. But everything we speak should minister good and should build up the hearer. Hallelujah. Do you think most people live like this? No, no. Even most Christians fall Far short of this. But in talking, we should not just think, I got a thought, I want you to know what I'm thinking. No, we should think, what effect are these words going to have on the hearer? And words are like containers. They're like cups. You put different things in them. You put love in them. You put life in them. You put joy in them. You put peace in them. You can put healing in them. And when you speak, that spiritual quantity that you put in that word is ministered to the hearer. And the Bible said it can edify them. It can build them up. Hallelujah. Does that sound good to you? That which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Every time, not, not part of the time, every time God speaks... It ministers life. It brings faith. Come on, can you see that? It brings light. Well, you are his child, made in his image, created a speaking spirit. Somebody say, when I speak, it ministers life. It builds up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Well, our time's already up for the class today. Uh, we, as you can see, we just introduced this. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've got-
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.